This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hani Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you're having a wonderful day. It is Monday, September the 6th. I was like the number 6. It feels like a lucky number. I was just going to say, do you know that you say the date every single day? Yes. You mention it every single day. We got we got to let them rem- we rem- remind, remind them remind what the date is. What day it is and uh, you know the date of it. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about UAE's new data law. What is it? Well, we're going to be giving you guys all the information on that in just a bit. This is actually a huge announcement because it's coming as one of the UAE's projects of the 50. They've announced many, many new laws, many new forms of visas. And this is actually one of the laws that we on Future Talk are very excited to discuss and give you more details on. Coming up on today's show, we've got some interesting news about Apple because they have decided to back what is it back up back down <laughs> you know i feel like the kind of back down back down i think because of of their you know said decision about two weeks ago yes so two weeks ago they actually decided that they were gonna scan our icloud for different photos that would signal anyone to worry about you know child abuse but now they're actually going to be delaying all those child safety updates and we're going to tell you exactly why yes and for our tech this out segment we're talking about ibm now you probably haven't heard the word or you know name of the company ibm in a while mm-hmm. but they're teaming up with mercedes to develop the stolen vehicle help for mercedes me service now ibm it is more like the godfather of technology and and, and programming and in general ibm has been you know that company yeah but now they are coming up again and developing a stolen vehicle help for mercedes-benz yes indeed coming up on today's show we're going to be diving into the world of gadgets and discussing a gadget that i feel like is going to be coming in handy as especially as children go back to school we know that every 14 days they have to do a pcr so now you may just be able to do that pcr at home there's the first rapid at home diagnostic test for covid 19 but also many other viruses that is so small you can fit it into your pocket how does it work and is it accurate we're going to be giving you all those details and just a few moments yes and we do know that the most amazing photographs come right out of the uae especially when we have the city life in combination with the natural wildlife of the uae and we're talking about how a uae based app is going to help these photographers capture value for their talents and for their photographs via nfts yes indeed lots and lots is in store right here on today's show so keep pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back pulse 95 Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Preparing for the future. This is the one thing, actually more than one thing, that the UAE is very famous for. They all, they're always 10 steps ahead. And when it comes to protecting our data and making sure that we are surfing the web and investing in different companies while still keeping our information safe, you know that the UAE is going to be one of the first to do that. And they were actually able to do that through the new data law that they're actually announcing and launching as part of the UAE's projects of the 50. We do know that the UAE is going to be hitting the Jubilee year very soon, and we're very excited to tell you more about what this law is going to do for all of us residents right here in the UAE. Yes, now the UAE's new data law 
is just one of the several digital initiatives that are designed to prepare the country for the future. Now, it was introduced by the government just yesterday along with a number of other plans, which does make some of the projects of the 50, which is the UAE's roadmap for the next half century. Now, the UAE Minister of State for Digital Economy and Remote Working System did say that the new legislation did take into consideration every single data law on the planet and it was the first federal law to be drafted in partnership with major technology companies. Yes, indeed. Now, what makes this law basically one of the best laws out there is the fact that it's going to be giving every individual the freedom to control the way they want their information, more specifically their personal information to be used, to be stored, and to be shared. Gone are the days where, you know, you don't know what your information, where your information is or what's happening to it. Because with this law, international companies can finally call the UAE their home, but they can also make sure that the privacy of those individuals, the institutions that are logging into the internet that are sharing their data on the cloud, all of their personal data is not being used by other companies for profit mm -hmm. and they're being secure in wherever they're stored. Yeah, I mean, data protection has become an issue of concern for many governments and human rights organizations as digital technology has actually enabled companies to harvest and store extraordinary amounts of information about people. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things Omni and I talk about a lot on the show, data protection, data privacy, and the UAE has put this into consideration with these new laws. Now, campaigners do fear vital items of information such as customer details, transaction records, and even employee profiles that could be misused by third parties for fraudulent purposes. Now, the, he also did mention that the mm -hmm. UAE data law has been designed to protect the privacy of people and institutions and even limit entities such as private companies using personal data for profit. Now, Omni and I have made this a topic of discussion when we talked about data privacy. Yeah. About a year and a half ago, we even brought in a man that was talking about how your data is so valuable that you should have the right to sell it. Oh, yes. And he created an app for it as well. So this isn't new news, and mm -hmm. the UAE is is, is, is is putting this into consideration and implementing a law. I don't believe many countries around the world or many governments around the world have implemented said law not and going against companies and going for or being with mm. the citizens and the civilians and the consumers. Absolutely. And we've seen actually data protection become an issue of concern, especially after the pandemic. We've seen a lot of websites, a lot of companies, you know, harvesting so much information about every single one of us. They are storing extraordinary information about people, whether it is your browsing habits, whether it is what you follow on social media and whatever you talk about, you'll probably find it popping up on your newsfeed, on whatever social media platform that you are using. And that's that's exactly why the youngest minister, which is the AI minister, Mr. Al-Ulama, he actually came out saying that this UAE data law has been designed to protect us. It's not going to be, it's not going to have a big fee that's going to basically become a second burden on all young companies, young startups or SMEs. They don't want to increase that burden on them, but they still want to make sure that no company out there is making profit mm -hmm. out of our personal data, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very happy about and truly 
truly appreciate. Yes, and we do know that the UAE has become so tech-based in the last five or so years. Absolutely. And we're looking very much at how everything will be digitalized and digitalization has become a major priority for the UAE. And this is great news for all across the UAE. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about this new law? I mean, I love it. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking about, you know, the recent, let's say, ruckus. Yes. Apple <laughs> has been producing across the world and how it might just back off its said new rule. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Now, Apple was turning heads for the past couple of weeks and making a lot of people scratch their head when it came to privacy. Mm -hmm. Now, we do know that Apple has been very big on privacy the past couple of months and that if you're thinking about privacy, go with Apple. But a couple of weeks ago, Apple did announce a new announcement saying that they will be start they will start scanning iCloud photos for any child abuse pictures, and then that will be reported to authorities. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people said that is a great initiative, but wait one second, Mr. <laughs> Apple. What do you mean scanning our iCloud photos, right? Mm. And they were going under heavy criticism and a lot of heavy fire. Now, Apple says it will delay child safety updates as, as of now and it will collect more feedback and, you know, they're going to try to put a pause on it, kind of like what happened with What's Up in the beginning of the year. And, you know, they were trying to make clear of their intentions. True. So we're about to see what Apple had to say. Yes, indeed. Now, what's interesting about this is you start to realize the impact of our voices. You know, as customers, we tend to think if an application makes a decision, there's not much that we can do about it. But just like you've mentioned with WhatsApp and now with Apple, we've seen that our voices are heard on social media. And this backlash that they received caused them to put a pause or press pause on this decision. So... Just like you've mentioned, they came out saying that they wanted to basically scan our iCloud database to basically see if there's any you know, harassment that's around any child, any photos that would prove that. And this actually caused a lot of backlash from a lot of people who were caring about our rights as human beings, our right for privacy, and even employees. It was so mm -hmm, funny mm -hmm. because even employees working at Apple mm -hmm. were also criticizing their plan internally. So... Because of all of this, they decided that they're going to go ahead and pause it. But they also wanted security researchers to basically verify their claims. You know, they said that it's going to take a lot of times for them to make these changes on the system. And meanwhile, they're hoping that their cybersecurity experts may just be able to give us a good enough argument to allow them to search through our iCloud photos. Yes, now a lot of critics have argued that the feature could be exploited by repressive governments looking to find other material for censorship or even arrests, and it would also be impossible for outside researchers to determine whether or not Apple was only checking a small set of on-device co uh, content. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, we are with child safety, 100%. True. Don't get the, the Don't people wrong. Don't mix it up, yeah. Don't mix it, mix it up, but there should be a better way to protect children then scanning iCloud photos, mm. right? It feels like it's kind of a... It's kind of like an know, excuse. It's an excuse to be like, hey, if you want your children <laughs> to be safe, let's go through your iCloud photos. Or even like an easy way for mm. the government to have access mm. to your phone. And we, just like you mentioned, in so many scenarios in the past, we've seen Apple kind of stand 
strong against having police officers check your phone because at the end of the day, that's your own privacy that they're hijacking. But now it may just no longer be our favorite. 100%. Now, Matthew Green, who is a cybersecurity researcher at John Hopkins University who had criticized Apple's move, said that Apple move, Apple's move was promising and even took it to Twitter saying that Apple should be clear about why you're scanning and what you're scanning. But Apple had been playing defense on the plan for weeks and had already offered a series of explanations and documents to show the risks of false detections were low. Now, we do know that Apple had plans to roll out the feature for iPhones, iPads, and Mac with software updates later this year in the United States alone. But obviously, we do know mm. that they would probably expand it to other parts of Europe and the True. West. But the thing is, uh, I kind of feel that there are better ways to, you know, protect children. Absolutely. And I mean, that's like saying, you know, Windows computers mm. are going to be are starting to get scanned for, for these type of content. 100%. Which, it's it's unethical. It is. And especially when you're going from scanning nothing, you know, even as simple as an email attachment to Apple or your operating system would ask you for permission. And then going to immediately scanning everyone's private photo, you know, library on iCloud. That's just, that's a huge move that you just can't expect people to say yes to without a justifiable mm. explanation like there has to be enough proof enough reasoning to why this needs to happen we want to hear from all of you 4215 do it or sign into our dms at pulse 95 radio what do you think are you with apple scanning our icloud photos conspiracy theory what's your theory my theory is that mm. yes apple wants to have more control over their content mm -hmm. but at the same time our content you mean yeah of our content but at the same time yeah right this will push a lot of people to stop using iCloud services mm. and start saving, Buying, yeah. saving you know, photos mm. on their device, thus needing up more storage, more storage <laughs> thus buying higher storage devices, which we do know costs mm. more money. True. And we do know they just last week, one terabyte has been announced for the iPhone. Yep. Let us know what are your thoughts coming up on Future Talk. We still have lots to share with you, so make sure you keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Here's a fun fact about me. Do you know what's my favorite type of cars? Or <laughs> type? Wow, can you tell I'm so bad yeah, in car lingo? Yeah, your favorite type of car. Not brand, let's say. Uh, let me take a wild guess. Mm. Mercedes. Yes. <laughs> wow, the options that we've got. Yes. <laughs> Well, Omnia, why is it your favorite type of car before we uh, get into it? I think maybe because my, you know, growing up, my, my, the only cars that my dad had were Mercedes. So that's your, probably your man is a, your, your dad is a man of taste. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, my, you're a man of taste as well. Yeah. Well, my dad, uh, <laughs> you know, he kind of rubbed it off on me, you know. Oh, but, he has a Mercedes as well. Yes, ma'am. And Omnia, mm. you know, something to, you know, excite you today is that IBM, IBM and Mercedes have developed a stolen vehicle help for Mercedes Me service. Mm -hmm. Now, this data, along with the vehicle position data, is then shared with law enforcement via a service partner which is authorized to communicate with worldwide police stations, which just again shows how 
Mercedes care about the consumer so much and giving them because Mercedes is a premium luxury True. brand and how you know even if god forbid your car gets stolen well you're going to be in good hands because they're going to know where it's at absolutely and we've always heard authorities right here in the UAE asking us to never leave our car on and unattended because you know stolen cars are actually increasingly becoming an issue all around the world but even right here in the UAE and so I'm very happy to see that car manufacturers nowadays are nowadays are trying to do you know their part in helping protect our own vehicles so this new urban guard the stolen vehicle help is basically a service that they're launching through their me application that Mercedes has always had so they're gonna allow you to find and recover any stolen vehicle and this solution is actually based on a collaboration that Mercedes has been working on for quite some time with IBM where they're basically gonna have our cars you can say speak to us always notify us where they are if we're not the ones in the car itself yes now built into the Mercedes me app the urban guard stolen vehicle help service is designed to help customers and law enforcement track and recover stolen vehicles now it's going to give them the importance of speed in the event of theft stolen vehicle help service does collect relevant uh, relevant vehicle and customer data that can then help law enforcement identify and recover a vehicle so basically you it's will like find my iphone <laughs> exactly you will have an app with your um with your phone with your with your car so you know how tesla has its own app yep. on on your mobile device uh, mercedes will have that as well because we're looking at the new 2021 lineup for mercedes it's very technological and advanced and my dad was talking to me about it a couple of weeks ago yeah how everything in the new mercedes is just screens true right and, and i what i've seen is actually they have a alexa like yes yes they, they do you know personal assistant you just say hey mercedes and it immediately turns on the ambient light for you mm. um helps you adjust the audio if you don't want to do it while you're driving so it's it's becoming very futuristic very expensive as well yes <laughs> now uh the, the new s-class which mm. uh, can be uh, say as the most the the top of the line mercedes mm. can go for around seven hundred thousand dirhams. oh right so <laughs> yeah so it is pretty expensive and obviously with pay, with buying such a car mm. right you do want a sense of security and safety thus that is why mercedes has given you the option to track your stolen vehicles and let's hope your car never gets stolen now along with that the data will be you know uh, it will give it the position and then you know it will give this how how fast it's, it's traveling yeah, there's live data live data mm -hmm. it's like find my iphone just like how omnia said is going, you're going to see it on the map where it's going and hopefully it's not going a little bit too far <laughs> so it's 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 very interesting because it's like find my car with mercedes yeah. and it's nice to know that whatever happens your car is secure and it's gonna have to work in collaboration with law enforcement at the end of the day the car can't bring itself back sadly um, but having that live data being shared having that back-end processing I feel like it's gonna give every consumer every per person purchasing a Mercedes car with this feature it's called the stolen vehicle help service become a lot easier for everyone to just you know yet another reason for mm -hmm. you to want to own mm -hmm. a car from this manufacturer yeah I mean it will be it was actually uh, made available to European customers back in 2020 in November mm -hmm. and following effective recovery efforts so basically it did pass and it, they had a high success rate mm -hmm. the service is now available to eligible customers in select countries in North America 
America and the Asia Pacific. So hopefully soon we will be getting, uh, you know, this type of feature as well. And it is in cooperation or, you know, in coordination with IBM. They did that collaboration. So soon enough, we might be seeing IBM, who is kind of like the godfather of technology. I was just going to say one of the biggest yeah, tech giants. The OGs of technology incorporated with, you know, the most premium luxury line uh, car manufacturer. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, a very exciting gadget, one that is going to be coming in handy as we kind of survive COVID-19 and live with this pandemic. Your own, your very own handheld testing kit. How accurate is it? That's the question I have in mind. Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out more about it. This is Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Pulse 95. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say, testing for COVID-19 has never been easier. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a very exciting story because we do know that uh, you know, getting tested for COVID-19, sometimes it's kind of, you know, a little bit of a hassle. You got to wait in lines. Uh, you got to go. You got to get in your car. You got to go to go do a drive through and some, wait for results. Wait for results as well. And, you know, for some cases, you can have an in-home, uh, you know, COVID-19 test yep. where, you know, a medical professional comes and, you know, they test you for COVID-19. But, you know, we're looking at more advancements when it co- does come to testing for COVID-19. And today we're talking about the first rapid at-home diagnostic diagnostic test for COVID-19 and how it is entering the Asian market. Yes, indeed. I can't wait until it enters the UAE soon enough. But this gadget, I feel like it's the perfect handheld COVID-19 testing kit. It's called the Circle Health Pod, and it's a rapid detection system for all infectious diseases, not necessarily just COVID-19, you know, influenza, stomachache, whether you want to know it's a virus or a bacterial infection, you name it, this health pod can go ahead and detect it. So it'll give you PCR quality results and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Best part about it is that it links immediately to your smartphone. So you're going to get the results immediately on your smartphone and you get them within 20 minutes only. Yes. Now the health pod does use a lower nasal swab and provides results to the individual smartphone or directly to that device, just like Omnia mentioned in just 20 minutes. Now, its intended use for you uh, is for both for symptomatic and asymptomatic. So, for someone who has symptoms or someone who doesn't have symptoms, and you know, you can be using it for kids or people aged two and over. Now, this was actually developed at the University of Oxford, and the HealthPod is reusable with a single-use molecular capsule. So you can use it as many times as you want, but you just have to change the capsule. And the price is pretty reasonable. It only goes for $127. Yes, indeed. So around 400 dirhams. That's nothing. If you think about how many PCR tests we've had I to th- do since the beginning of COVID. So I think it does vary from medical center to medical center. I know yeah. people paid 370 in the beginning. Mm. Some people paid 120 Some people get it for free. True. It depends. But, you know, to have something at the comfort of your own home and say, hey, man, I'm not feeling my greatest today. Yeah. Let me do a quick check. But, you no, know, the only thing that that uh, concerns me is how am I going to do the nasal swab myself? You know, it's like... It's so hard. I know people in Europe were actually, you know, having test self-testing yeah, kits. Yeah, that's crazy. Especially because, you know, I kind of consider it like people who put contact lenses. Oh. Like I tried to, I could never. So, I mean, the nose feels like a little bit more reasonable. <laughs> But still, I mean, it's very, you know, uncomfortable to do it. Maybe you'll, maybe we can do it with like the saliva test that they've been doing for kids. Yeah. And then it's, you go, 
You know, I've seen, I've seen people online do it. You know, they stick out the oh, back of your throat. I can't, I can't. It's too much. Like, I, remember when you were a hospitals kid. Hospitals have to do both. Sometimes, I know a couple of people went and they do both nostrils yeah, and your throat. Yeah, the both nostrils thing, you know? Like, I was like, are we done? And she's like, nope, you gotta do the second one. You know, my trick to forget the pain up top is to put pain on my thighs. Oh my God. So I'll be pinching <laughs> myself really, really hard. So you don't feel it. And you know, talking about pinching myself really hard, when I had to get a root canal like five or seven years ago, I used to pinch myself right here. Oh my God. And I it had- It left a scar? It left, uh, now I have a red in, in, in print on my, on, my, on my hand. It's like a little dot, because I used to pinch oh it so hard God. to forget the pain. <laughs> And you know, it's a smart way to go about confusing your kind to of focus like, on one type yeah, of pain. It's like you know? your nerves start worrying about the pinching. They yeah, I, start, I try to one. make it as hard as possible. And you know, for that, I left the mark. So, Ugh. I mean, that is just my way to deal with pain. I'm interested to see a how accurate this is going to be because what the website says it's going to be very accurate, like 99.9 percent. Yeah. But at the same time, is it going to be accepted at airports? That's a very important question because we do uh, know that yes, this is... you need to have it cert certified. Yeah, and this is a rapid test. So I've seen rapid tests done in a couple of countries around the world where like in 20 minutes you get your result and airports usually don't accept these tests. So I don't know what makes, you know, one company accept a test versus another. But yeah, let's let's hear from all of you. Would you like a device like this? Yeah. And plus, if we're talking about, you know, using it right here in the UAE, we do know Hi, that. Checking we have, yeah, because you, you <laughs> got paranoid for us. Now, I want to check how many days since the last time I did a PCR, which is 150 days ago. Last month, oh. my last PCR. That's right. A, that's it's that's about time, you know, about 150 divided by 30. That is about five months ago. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So, you know, the thing is why I brought up Al-Husun mm. is because we do know that the Ministry of Health and Prevention needs to verify each test. Yep. And each medical center sends the information to Al-Husun. And that's good because you know that if someone is negative, they're really negative. Yeah. So maybe if we get some type of device like this, we'll, you know, send the diagnostic report to Al-Husun to and verify, they verify it. it. Yeah. Let us know what are your thoughts. 4215 Dorit We want to hear from all of you. Coming up on Future Talk, we've got a very interesting application for all all those photographers out there there is one app that is allowing you to get some value for your talent but that money is coming through nfts keep pulse 95 locked to find out more about it pulse 95 pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download now we know that one of most of the beautiful pictures that come are right out of the uae i mean we have the, the skylines of beautiful buildings across the UAE. We have the beautiful desert, the nature, the wildlife. Mountains. You know, mountains, Khurfakan Mountains, you know, Ras al Khayyam, Jabal Hafid. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the best of both worlds when we come right here in the UAE. And a lot of photographers, you know, when I was attending, you know, Exposure International Photography Festival, yeah. a lot of them had beautiful photographs of the UAE. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, there's an app for the UAE that will help these photographers capture value for their talent via NFTs. Now, I feel like photogra photographers don't get paid enough for yes. the beauty that they produce. And, you know, just last week, Omnia, we talked about the little boy who made around $200,000 yes. selling NFTs. About whales. 
about whales. So, you know, we know what sound the whale makes. Oh, my God. So, you know, online transactions and e-commerce, telemedicine, and social networks, you know, are the predominant way for people to interact. Now, we do know that there has been a massive shift about mm-hmm. digital realms across the, uh, across the globe. And in today's day and age, e-commerce has been booming. So why not let these photographers make some coin, make some money, by using NFTs. Yes, indeed. Back in the day, you had to wait for an exhibition, a physical in-person exhibition to be able to showcase your work. But in today's day and age, virtual exhibitions are a big thing and being paid in crypto tokens is another big thing. Now, the blockchain boom has definitely triggered this trend, which allowed a lot of people to be able to convert every asset, every picture that they produce into making money out of it through cryptocurrency. So following this establishment, one application right here in the UAE called Cheese was developed. It was developed by an entrepreneur right here in the UAE and he wanted every photographer to be able to capture the maximum value for their clicks. A lot of people tend to think, you know, what is a photographer doing? They're only capturing a photo, but being able to capture that moment is honestly priceless because it may never happen once again. It may never happen at that time, at that lighting, you name it. So you can actually go ahead and post those photos online on the application cheese app and make commission out of it yes now i love the name of the app cheese because <laughs> it we reminds do me know. of cheese it's cheese it's yeah i love cheese i used to be addicted to those Same. when i was a kid but you know cheese right you know when you take a picture say cheese yes. you know for us say pulse 95 but uh yeah i mean it's a very uh nice name and it's a trendy name that again it is a very smart app name i just love the name so much <laughs> And it's actually developed by an entrepreneur in the smart city and it will allow professional photographers to capture the maximum value for their clicks. Now, we do know that minting non-fungible tokens by registering images on the blockchain is not just a way to reach more buyers, but also does protect the artists against counterfeits. Now, we do know that, you know, a lot of the time there's a lot of counterfeits mm. and, you know, one of the most well-known pictures, the Mona Lisa. Yes. Right? There's been a lot of counterfeits of that picture so with nfts you won't be worrying about whether or not someone is going to counterfeit or you know steal your work Yeah. yeah it's all protected with blockchain and i'm very excited to see how far this application will go and how much money these photographers will be able to make by simply allowing their work to be and, seen yeah and it yeah. will also you know motivate a lot of people who were want, who want to get into photography and pursue it as a as a career say hey i can make money off of it absolutely let us know your guys thoughts 4215 do it slots or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio are you a photographer are you excited for this I'm not a photographer, and I'm excited. Our text lines are open. We want to hear all of your thoughts. Future Talk is sadly coming to an end, but we can catch you, or you can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place, from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves for the only place to be at 3, the halftime show with the man himself, Ahmed Duri. He has a packed show in store for all of you, one that you don't want to miss out on. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, and keep all 75 locked. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.